Hey, my name is Luke. And my name is Mitch, and we're the Born Ruffians. And you're listening to the interview show. <laughs> One last time, we've always been terrible at this. Okay, I'll say it, you say it, and then I'll take the reins. Just, yeah. Ready? I'll say it. Or no, you start. I'll say it. Hey, my name is Luke. And my name is Mitch, and we're in the Born Ruffians, and you're listening to The Interview Show. When I wake up, I'm speaking slow. When I get drunk, I'm speaking more. Get too drunk and I don't speak at all. Get too close to you and I don't know.
Hey, my name is Luke. And my name's Mitch, and we're in the Born Ruffians, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard What to Say by Born Ruffians off their second album, Say It. Here's what the band had to say about this track. Um, what to Say is about... That was one that was written, the words were inspired by the music, actually, so... It, songs always come out differently and that one the words came after we had this like bass line that Mitch came up with that um, just had this real poppy feel and it just sounded like this big song to me in my head like like a really slick sort of pop song that I would hear on the radio or something and what to say that just had like <laughs> such a nice sort of sentiment to it like what do you say to that person that you just met that all you want to do is just like I don't know, just that love at first sight feeling and you just, you just like want nothing more. It's just like that instant, you know, that attraction sort of. And like, what do you say to that person first? And like, it's just all about that, that struggle, that struggle for the initial getting the ball rolling and, you know, trying to put yourself out there and, you know, trying to play it cool and whatever. It's just about that. Um, which again, is just something I think a lot of people can identify with and yeah. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today we are behind the rickshaw in the heart of the downtown east side of Vancouver with two members of Born Ruffians. Hi, guys. I would love it if you could introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Mitch. I play bass. I'm Luke. I sing. Great. Okay, you guys, you're here touring your record, Say It, and I love the story behind this record. Can you talk a little bit about where the title comes from? Um, well, yeah, the title kind of comes from different places, but uh, initially it was like um, something that I thought kind of was running through the songs a bit it, to find like a, a link between the, the lyrical content and something that brought the songs together and seemed like there was a communication theme, sort of. Um, and then I and then after I thought about it a bit, it sort of like took on a new meaning with just like interpersonal band relationships, sort of, and how um, we had. Uh, recently had a not a falling out but a just a a splitting and then a reunion sort of thing where steve kind of stopped playing with us for a bit and came back to play with us again and um yeah that that, and then it was a bit of a a self-enforced therapy with us just talking about any kind of issue we had whether how you know whether big or small um and realizing that a lot of it's just stemmed from not not communicating enough with each other about problems and stuff so just to from then on to just say it and uh that kind of gave it a little bit more weight yeah okay i want to get mitch's take on this but then i would love it if you guys could take me through a scenario where one of you didn't say it it became a thing and how you guys worked it out Uh, that's what i'm about to do i'm about to explain it no i just want your take on the album title and then that's sort of what i want because i think from my perspective, I'm not in a band, but I think one of the cool things, or one of the toughest things for bands is managing touring and personalities, and you guys have done a record which basically deals with both of these things, so I'd love to hear how you guys reconcile these issues. Yeah, well, it's like a any other kind of relationship. Like, a band is uh, just as close as, like, a family or um, a, a loved one of any kind, um, because you're spending so much time together literally every day in very close quarters like we're in the van right now you can see how close you have to be for the whole thing and uh i don't know sometimes like problems just as the same with any relationship can arise from 
keeping something inside and and not actually just you know voicing your your concern over something cool so most people when they have a disagreement with somebody who's a family member or a loved one if things get especially intense you can like leave the situation and come back at your leisure but when you're in a band we're in your tour van right now you guys can have a disagreement you do your show you have to get back in the van and you're together again till the next town so i would love it if you guys could go back in time or talk about something that's happened recently where you guys have been able to work through it successfully. Like, what's one thing that back in the day might have caused you trouble, but now is easy peasy? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to just, like, pick one out of the air. Um, not, yeah, and it's not like we're a particularly problematic band where we fight a lot. We really don't fight at all. Um, I can't even really remember a time we've had a fight. Yeah, like, we, you know, um, we. I've heard of other bands who will have actual fist fights with each other. And we're kind of, yeah, not... Uh, that aggressive with it or, or at all like it, it's definitely more of a thing where you just kind of like stay inside your head a lot of the time like we've been playing in this band since we were 16 so growing up and learning how to like even just be social with other people is something that we we you know maybe learned within this band and you kind of find like hardships with that like knowing how to treat other people and stuff and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you guys are like this volatile entity that's like barely staying together but you know i've interviewed quite a few bands over the years and this is like one of the major issues in band life and you guys have dealt with it in your record and like in your personal dynamics so i'd love like even there must have there must be stuff that arises every day that maybe back in the day when you were younger a little more immature might have been a big issue but now it's kind of like not a non-issue i think you have to learn to not take a lot of things as personal as you might have. I'm a, I'm a very sensitive person. I will admit that here on the radio. Um, so, like, things like... I've now thought of something, but things like in soundcheck, say we're, 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 we're all soundchecking, but one of us is playing for the sake of playing while someone is trying to ask a question. Like, I've definitely done this where I'll just be uh, playing, like, nothing on bass, just playing, and then I've had Steve just be like, like, hold on a sec, like, hold on. And it's totally, like, normal thing to say because I'm just, like, doing bass solos for no reason. But then, like, you know, in the past, maybe, like, why do you have to be so mean about it? But it's just, like, whiny teenager stuff that we didn't, you know, learn how to be grown-ups about with before. So it's stuff like that that you definitely learn to to deal with that's, you know, really, really petty stuff that after spending a whole day in a van with someone that, you know, you... you you, people just can can grade on each other, no no matter what relationship you're in. All right, to try to take you guys there, what's one irritating habit the other one has that sometimes can grade on you after hours in the van together? Luke just won't shut up. He won't shut up. Shut up. See, <laughs> see, he learned. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do I have anything? Do I do anything? I don't do know. I smell? I don't know. I can't think of anything specific now. Maybe like Steve plays way too much rap, and then after like an hour, I'm just like, I don't want to listen to any more rap. Like, and then you just like, and you start getting mad at him for some reason, and then you're just like stewing about it. And then when you get out of the van, you're just like, whew, I don't know why I was so mad about that, you know? Hey, my name is Luke. And my name's Mitch, and we're in the Born Ruffians, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Yeah. 
Hey, my name is Luke. And my name's Mitch, and we're in the Born Ruffians, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Oh Man by Born Ruffians off their second record, Say It. For those of you who don't know, Born Ruffians are signed to the legendary electronic music label, Warp Records. When they were signed to the label, that caused a few fans to get their feathers ruffled. So, of course, I had to bring this up. And get the band to talk about it. You guys are on the Warp label. When they first signed you guys, did you have in your head, like, what were they thinking or what was their thought process in signing you guys? I think we just had, yay, <laughs> in our head. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just pretty pumped to be to be signed. Like, that was always our goal. Uh, you know, well, anything. Touring, playing shows outside of Midland. Um, all of those things are just really big goals, so... Uh, we kind of realized after the fact, I think, that we were kind of stood out on the label a little bit and took a little bit of flack from some of the uh, more hardcore fans of the Warp Record label. And uh, Yeah, as we were signing and as that was an ongoing, like, as it was happening, I don't know if any of us were really that hip to the Warp label scene, and I don't think any, I think we were kind of naive. Well, I know we were very naive. I was, at least. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't this big, like, thing about Warp Records in my mind because growing up in Midland, Ontario in the 90s wasn't like, I don't know, I never had anyone to ex- to introduce me to any electronic music or anything, and I guess the internet wasn't as much of a, I mean, if I really wanted to find it, I could have, but like dance music, electronic music, techno, and all that stuff, I just wasn't exposed to it, so Warp wasn't something I really knew. Um, now I do, and now I really respect their roster, I love all, a lot of their releases, and I'm sure now if there was another band doing the same thing, I would understand why people were just kind of like, yeah. And I'm sure there's some people listening to this now. They're just like, oh, little shithead. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even didn't even know about Warp Records. Like, and it makes uh, you know. I understand that. I understand yeah. why people were mad about them signing a rock band. Didn't know about Warp when he was four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. We, I was. Yeah, we were four when they started. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> now that you guys are into your uh, second record, how do you feel about your fit on the label now? It's still a little well. No, it's better. Warp is a is a changing thing. You know, they're always um, they're they're trying to sign bands that'll that'll sell records that they like. You know, that it's all about Warp are aesthetically. I think very strong. I think they have a good general style, aesthetic, and music good taste in music. Um, so it's a compliment to be on Warp. Um, but yeah, since. Before and after us, they've signed a lot more bands and a lot more electronic ass acts ass <laughs> electronic ass. They got some good electronic ass. But yeah, they've signed like Flying Lotus since us. But they've also signed um, a Hundred in the Hand, a bunch of other bands, and they have Grizzly Bear. They have Chick Chick Chick. They have Battles. Um, um, so I think we fit in there, all right. If you guys didn't sign to Warp, what do you think would have happened to Born Ruffians? Uh, we would have perished. I don't know. Uh, I think we would have just kind of kept at it. I think major de- major label deal. Yeah, <laughs> we would have taken that major label deal. Yeah, it was on the table. <laughs> uh, I think it was so early. We were so young. We were like nineteen. It, 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 you know, like I think we would have just kept doing it, like we we are today. Um, we were just really lucky that um, something like that happened so fast for us. Even though we had been playing for a few years. Um, in high school and stuff, it was still incredible to move to the city and then just be like, oh, we, wow, we got a record deal. That's crazy. So, like, we, we would have, I, I would like to think, just kept going and kept going, going for that ultimate goal of being signed to a record label and being able to tour. Um, 
because it's just always what we wanted to do. You concur? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, who knows what what would happen if major events didn't occur in your life? It's kind of a. I would hope we would have signed with another label, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, we had other label interest, I guess. You know, we we were kind of choose we chose Warp from some other offers, I think. Um, but who knows? All right, so say it. It's your second record. Exclaim said that you guys sounded like you had a lot more confidence. You guys have such a chaotic style. Do you worry that as you get more experienced or as you you know know more about what you're doing, you might lose some of that chaoticness? Um, yeah, sometimes. But I don't, I don't know if there's any use in worrying about what you're losing. you got to think about what you're gaining. And, um, yeah, I think... It's, I was thinking about this the other day, the, the perspective of fan to actual the artist versus the fan or the person, the, the musician versus the fan and wanting your favorite bands to stay the same and to do the, your favorite things over and over. And then at the same time, kind of like, what's the what's what's the point of that? You know, like if you want to listen to those, just go listen to the records that you love. And, um, <clears throat> but it's tough. It's tough to say. Um, I was thinking about The Strokes and their new record and how I kind of... Maybe because uh, I'm in a band and I know what it's like, I kind of want them to do something really strange and weird and just come out with this really weird record. And, you know, I hear the first single, and it's just like, oh, man, that's just, like, whatever. And then, I don't know. It's it's tough. I think I think as a band, though, you can't, you can't worry about that. You just have to do what you want to do. And if you want to, like, completely reinvent your sound and just do overhaul it, then do it, you know? go for it take the risk just do whatever you want to do because music's just all about having fun so keep having fun with it really as long as it's genuine yeah i mean i think people will see that no matter what it is that you do mm-hmm. whether you're changing from what you originally did or wh- whether you're um you know just doing what you like to do and making the same kinds of records over and over again if it's something that you're the music that you like believe in or whatever i think in my most <laughs> ridiculous like hallmark way of saying it i think that's the, the the best way to do things um but i do see what you're saying where like i find you know some of the best things whether it's a writer or um a band or, or something you, you can see like sometimes the best part about following this band or this this artist in some way is watching them find their their um footing or watching them kind of like maybe not not fully know what they're doing but kind of I don't know, having a struggle until then they find it. And then, you know, once you have that, like not a formula or something, but, you know, being able to like stray from that is a good thing. And you just like that journey to finding it. I think I find that with a lot of things that I, um, listen to or or read or whatever. A whole bunch of dudes just went around the corner, saw you guys and then ran back. (laughs) Like, like little skinny dudes, like fans. Oh, skinny! <laughs> I like skinny is the way you describe them to make sure we know that. Like, oh, little skinny kids, crackheads are skinny. Yeah, because you could have said those people who just walked by. No, no, they were teenagers wearing band t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. I love it at the end of the show if I can get the guest to pick a song off their current record and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. Sure. Well, comeback is about. Uh, it's like one of the only love songs on on the album and it's kind of about my girlfriend long distance relationship it's about uh i started to write it when i was dating another girl i think laura knows this actually so it's no news to her the song was started with one relationship and then it just went over so much time and i started to work on it again when i was single for like a year and then i finished it when i had met the girl i'm currently with um 
but it always seemed like you're just kind of wanting someone to come back to you and you're always being pulled away and even if I were dating a girl in the same city I'm away from home so much it's just so it's just about that it's quite simple I think a lot of people experience that and wanting it to I really wanted it to sound like a like an Otis Redding song but I don't think it ever could sound like Otis <laughs> Redding but I just wanted it to have that sort of soul feeling of like yeah um yeah I think he has a song where he says come back come back come back come <laughs> back baby so we, so we just we ripped wrote, that off we wrote the lesser comeback yeah the lesser one hey my name is Luke and my name's Mitch, and we're in the Born Ruffians, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Okay, we'll end it here. We're going to listen to Comeback. That's off their second album, Say It. Thanks for listening. I'm Scott Wood, and this has been The Interview Show. Oh, how I worry. Please, baby, hurry.
to me right now.